This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Hello, I'm Emma Jane Purcell and welcome back to Fail Harder, the podcast that chats to people at the top of their game about failure, from their first memory of failure to how they cope with it now. Before I introduce my guest, I just want to take a moment to say a huge, huge thank you to every single person who has listened and supported this podcast over the last four seasons. I've gotten so much out of doing this and I really hope you've gotten something out of it too, however big or small. And I also would like to say a massive thank you to every single guest who joined me on the podcast. I've learned so much from every single person. I've had so many laughs. Um, It's been a great time, lads. So thank you. And without further ado, let me introduce my final guest. Joining me on the podcast today, I have the star of the show that everyone is watching, Alison Oliver from Conversations with Friends. And like complete imposter syndrome as well. Really? You know, like yeah. I was like, who do I think I am? Like, it was just, <laughs> like, you know, that kind of way. Like I was like, who do I think I am? Um, it's so funny. I feel like I went through a whole journey with it before it even started. Like, <laughs> Because I, I think I'd gotten the part in like October, and then we didn't actually start filming till like the April. Yeah, so it was a, it was quite a while to kind of sit with that knowledge, and and but it was such a gift to be able to to have that much time to prepare. And actually, by I felt like by the time I kind of started, I was like, I I know everyone a part of the like who I'll be acting with or who I'll be working with, and I know the story, and I kind of just have to to do it now. Alison is the most beautiful person inside and out. I absolutely adore this chat. We just had such a laugh and it has been such a joy to watch her play Frances in the show. I think we can all agree that there's just something so, so special about her. I'm so excited to see all of the amazing things that she's going to do next. But Alison is not here to talk about success. She's here to talk about failure. Hello, Alison. Welcome to Fail Harder. Hi, Emma Jane. Hi. <laughs> We're finally here. We've this. We've just been saying before we start recording that this episode has been a while in the making that we were we had a date then I got COVID and then you had like a short <laughs> film and then you had your graduation. Yeah. It's oh, been really? a, yeah, it's, it's been a journey. Right. Yeah, it mm-hmm. would just be like one one dm after the other <laughs> like sorry i'm gonna have to change it up again but i'm glad we we we're here now we're here Made now it. i'm so excited that you're here <laughs> actually it was pretty funny because i think i messaged you that first time I mean like can we do later in the week I think I'm getting a cold and I sound really bad and you were like yeah sure and I was like oh I actually I actually just did a test I have COVID oh my god before Christmas it was like I remember reading a statistic saying one in two people who were getting <laughs> were getting PCRs or doing whatever were coming back positive like every single person was either a close contact or I think I went from three close contact situations into the next. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> and I just wasn't catching it. And I was like, what is happening? It was so confusing. <laughs> I just was like my body. I feel like my body's just like, no, I'm good. <laughs> like I've just been exposed to it so many times. And it's like, no, I'm OK. It's so weird. Um, oh, well, I thought that I was like. 
I'm never getting COVID. I've been exposed to it so much. Like this is never happening. And then all of a sudden, boom, I had it. But oh, I think, I think uh, this is like, I've, I've said this a few times, but I think we're coming out of it now. I really do. Yeah. Like th- no. it's, everything seems to be kind of calming down now, yeah. which totally hopeful hopeful we're getting there anyways we'll leave the covid talk aside (laughs) um and i'll just explain the format of the podcast for you before we begin so i have 20 questions in front of me numbered at random most are straightforward however some are a little bit unconventional and in the spirit of failure and trying to assert control over what life throws at us you can pick the numbers great um so one to one to 20 20, whichever one you want um three number three okay oh (laughs) back to the COVID talk (laughs) what was your biggest lockdown failure um I mean I didn't really do like I didn't really make banana bread I you didn't, didn't make any banana bread? No. What? I didn't make any banana bread. Off this I didn't... <laughs> I'm not really a baker or a cooker. I'm kind of useless in the kitchen. Um, so I didn't I didn't do any of that stuff. You must be like the only person that didn't make banana bread though, because think... like everyone made banana bread. I know. I think it was like, do you know, this is so random, but you remember like two years ago when or maybe it was three years ago when um, it was snowing really heavily in Ireland and we mm-hmm. all freaked out and all the bread was gone from the shelves and everyone was panicking. Yes. I went back to Cork and me and my mum made banana bread like three times in the space of like four days or something crazy like that. We were just like, you know, going for it. And then I think I ate loads of it on that weekend and then I kind of just never wanted to touch it again. Yeah, I was that's like, oh, fair. I've done my banana bread stint. Mm. So when it came back during COVID times, I was like, look, I've been here. I'm totally, I, you know, I've had that time in my life and <laughs> I don't need to revisit it. So I just, yeah, I didn't do that. But I don't know what I, I think like, it's funny because with lockdowns and stuff like that, um, we obviously didn't know how long they were going to last or how long that we would kind of be in that situation. Mm. And so like, I felt like my kind of like productive brain was constantly going like, what can I be doing with this time? Or like, how can I be productive or how, how can I be improving things for myself? And actually like in a way, I'm not sure if it's a failure, but it, I kind of wish I kind of allowed myself to sit in the nothingness a little bit yes, more. Yes, totally. Kind of, be idle and like daydream a bit more and kind of um accept like I guess be more present and, mm. and kind of like you know it's okay to just roll out of bed um at like 12 and go for a walk and then watch a bit of telly and eat your dinner are you someone um, who has to always be doing things like are you you know like always yeah. having like a to-do list keeping busy kind of person Yes and no. Like, I think I I like being busy and I like kind of making like notes on my phone of things to do. But I do really like kind of downtime as well. Like, I, I really like um 
I really like not having a list but then if I know I have things to do I'll be like mad for making the mm-hmm. list so kind of kind of yes and no but um I think particularly because of maybe the stage I was I was in final year of college um when yes COVID came and so I was kind of in that funny place where I was like well you know we we didn't say have a showcase or things like that and so I was like oh what what can I do to you know like I just kind oh, of had a nightmare <laughs> um but yeah it, it was just a, like I think it was obviously a tough time for everyone in whatever situation they were in but I just know that I was very much like trying to to always kind of yeah be productive mm-hmm. and I think as as it went on I think maybe I got a little bit better at just going like you know what today I'm just gonna like draw a picture yeah. <laughs> best picture ever yeah it's gonna be the best picture ever um but yeah so probably that I think. it's such a funny time like I was only reminiscing over Christmas that during like the few months I was unemployed and living mm. back in Tipperary that like some days I'd get up and I got really obsessed with that TV show, um, Home of the Year. And I'd get up and I'd just watch Home of the Year on RT Player, like <laughs> in the mornings, <laughs> just because. That's so nice. <laughs> like, my life is so different to that now again. But I was just like, what was that? <laughs> just get up and watch lovely. Home of the Year. It's <laughs> really peaceful. Like, it was. In your day to day, like mad, like, you know, whatever schedules people have, like you don't really take that time for yourself mm, to, so to watch stuff like that. I'm trying to think, was there anything really odd like that I did? Or, not saying that home of the air is odd at all. Um, what? But, but I don't, I, I did, I was actually quite good for, I, like there was, I had loads of lists of things that I wanted to watch. And so it was a good time for like taking that stuff, like being mm. like, what? you know um how was your uh, how was doing your theater piece which was obviously for stage for your showcase how was like trying to translate that onto camera how did you find that like was that easy or was that like an absolute stress I think it was because we'd actually picked our like showcase pieces that were obviously meant to be like uh, on a stage Mm -hmm. um, like just before COVID came. And so like our college was brilliant at like being like, okay, we're just going to like we're going to still do it, but we're going to self tape them and we're going to like make a kind of a video out of it. Um, But I guess like obviously theatre pieces feel very different on a stage to say if you're self-taping it like I remember the first time I did an actual self-tape I did it with um my boyfriend who's an actor as well like it was the first time I'd kind of I guess recorded myself acting like I'd never I'd only ever kind of done theatre and like I thought I was just you know doing whatever and stuff and like he was so lovely like after I finished he was like oh like maybe maybe like a little bit less like maybe just like pull it off a little bit and I was like what why and so and I watched it back and I literally was like oh I know what am I doing like because it it is like you know obviously acting is acting but it, it there is like I guess levels and stuff oh and I was just yeah. like on the video like roaring at the camera <laughs> and it's like oh my god this is so scary um so like that uh, those two things were kind of happening at the same time like putting our our showcase on a self-tape 
Um, and so like we worked um, with like a director who was so great at kind of like helping us through that of like kind of finding, I guess, a middle space of like um, how to how to, I guess, make it work and bring it um, down. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. But it was still like, of course, it was hard because no one really knew what they were doing yes. or, or if it would work or if anyone would watch it. And. And then we, after that, it was kind of like around the time where we were like, we're not really sure if maybe we'll we'll end up going back and stuff. And then it, it kind of, we figured out that we, we wouldn't really be going back before the end of the summer. So we did a play on Zoom. Oh God. <laughs> it, was, it was actually gas. Like we actually, had, like as kind of mad as that idea is, we, we did like Shakespeare comedies and stuff. So our mm. group did comedy of errors and it was just like, a comedy of errors yeah and like it was just such a funny time because we were kind of building the sets like in our bedrooms and stuff like that and coming on and like when I just think about it now like it just makes me laugh so much (laughs) that was just like and and when you're doing that stuff as well it's like that's all you're doing so it was like Mm. really important (laughs) it's like your life and it is yeah exactly (laughs) you know um but yeah it's just it was just a mad time but absolutely um, should should we I don't think I have another COVID question so let's move on to the next number what would you like um 11 number 11 okay think back to your final year in secondary school how did you picture your future then is that picture different to your life now? I mean, it's probably not that long since you were in secondary school, though, is it? Well, yeah, no, I, I've been, how many, maybe five years? Oh, so you, did you have like a time between school and then college? Yeah, or? I, I did, um, I did a foundation course in, in the Lear where I went to college before I did the degree. Um, so, um, and then I guess now I'm like a year and a half out of college or no, I actually am. So uh, since COVID, my, the, yeah. my brain, <laughs> um, wait, I'm trying to think but I'm like, oh, wait, oh. I probably don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like five, five and a, a bit. Okay. Year. Okay. A bit year. <laughs> five and a bit year. And a bit, um, year. And a bit, and a bit of a year. Um, so yeah but I I don't know do I think when I was in when I was in sixth year I did um I did audition for for drama schools and I didn't get into any like the only one that I got into actually was like the Lear Foundation course mm-hmm. um, and and thinking about that now like at the time of course that felt like a massive like oh no like you I know, know. I, maybe I can't do this or um all, all the things that come come along with I guess um rejection from things and and actually when I think about myself in sixth year like there is no way I would have been ready for drama school at mm. all because I did like I did speech and drama and stuff like that in school and I and I loved it and whatever but it was very much like you know I was still a teenager and I was still like figuring things out you know mm-hmm. as I am now but but I, I think like after going to the Lear and stuff it is such a big commitment and and yeah. um and I guess you kind of do have to be like kind of willing to to give that much of yourself over to it and, mm-hmm. and I think the foundation course was actually really brilliant to do because it was six months so it was kind of giving you an opportunity to go like okay is this actually 
what I want to do before mm-hmm. kind of devoting yourself to a three-year degree um, and I grew up so much in that year like I kind of and I had that thing of when I was in it I was like yes okay this is definitely definitely what I want um, and so I was so lucky to actually be able to do it the the following year um, but yeah so I think when I was in sixth year I would have um kind of hoped oh I, you know I hope I I get to go to drama school and I hope I get to be to be an actor so in, you're, in many ways kind of yeah you're kind <laughs> of like well I want to ask you as well right so now you might feel very differently so that's why I want to ask you the question but you are kind of like the zero 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 point one percent that they talk about that you know people go, go and they train and then they hope that they land like this amazing gig and usually you, you know people are like here i am and it doesn't happen and they don't or they might never or whatever but you have obviously landed conversations with friends which is like amazing and how like how was that experience like going straight from training to this like really big job um like was it like a completely overwhelming or did you feel really ready for it um yeah I'm just curious to know like how that sort of transition so quickly feels yeah I mean it it was like mad in the sense that I was like completely shocked and I know that people always say that but I was like what <laughs> like I was like what like so shocked and like I think it's it's a funny one because it's it's like when you I had read that book before I auditioned and so mm-hmm. I actually had a really kind of strong idea of who I felt that character was or what that story was and I I immediately like fell in love with it and and I and I love Sally Rooney and I, I love her writing and the way she kind of sees the world and everything and so when that audition came around I was like oh wow these are one of the ones that come and you're like this is everything I've ever wanted to do mm. like this is just amazing but like you don't really think like no you don't like I like I was like wow like this is amazing and stuff and 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 I I kind of sent a tape in and and then it was like a series of auditions and and because I had read that book I had a really strong idea of who I felt that character was and mm-hmm. it was really different to who I think I am mm. and so I was like oh they'll find that person that I think this person is if that makes sense yeah, and I was like yeah. oh, I feel so lucky to like be able to even be involved in this process and then it was only towards like the end that I was like close and I was like oh if I it's almost like the two outcomes felt so extreme like if I do get this I will literally like I might die and I'll be able to do it (laughs) and then and then if I don't I'll be so heartbroken because I love it so much and I and I have never cared about something or, or a character so much that like it just felt so massive to me the whole thing yeah and like when and so when I found out that it did go my way like I was just I I was just so like I didn't know what to say or how to be like I was just so like speechless for so long um and then and then it was just so lovely because because of COVID we actually had so much time before we started and it got pushed back a couple of times because of like restrictions or things Uh like that and so I had such a long time to prepare for it 
Um, and like, are you like nervous in that time? You know, like you know, sometimes yeah. when things, you know, when you do it straight away, you don't have that much time to kind of like overthink it. But did you start to get a bit yeah. more like, oh, oh, good God, like yeah, well, <laughs> I have to do it. You I know, know you like, really want something like so bad, and then if it actually happens, you're like oh fuck I actually have to go and do this thing yeah oh my god 100% and like complete imposter syndrome as well really? you know like yeah. I was like who do I think I am like <laughs> like you know that kind of way like I was like who do I think I am um and <laughs> I love it though so like I kind of went through like it's so funny I feel like I went through a whole journey with it before it even started like <laughs> because I I think I'd gotten the part in like October and then we didn't actually start filming till like the April yeah it was a it was quite a while to kind of sit with that knowledge and and but it was such a gift to be able to to have that much time to prepare and actually by I felt like by the time I kind of started I was like okay you know I I know everyone a part of the like who I'll be acting with or who I'll be working with and I know the story and I kind of just have to to do it now yeah yeah and but that like you know preparing and all that stuff before that's I found anyway that's a whole world in itself to Mm. when you actually go and do it and and you know like you can only prepare so much and so much when you're there and and that's something that is so exciting but so scary too because you can't control any of that like you kind of just have to show up and and you know hope hope for for the the best best. (laughs) you know which which is like it's it's a yeah it's a it's a scary thing but I think that's what makes it so exciting and absolutely and 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 you learn so much from it and and so yeah it it was just an amazing like the you know the best thing that's ever happened to me absolutely I can't wait to see it what's so good as well so for people listening so we're recording this like at the end of January but it won't be released till the show is out so it's going to be so exciting I can't wait to watch it like probably it's going to be for you as well like I'd say you've no idea what might happen next now when it comes out you know people are so invested in those books and conversations with friends is such a good story and then obviously normal people has like brought all Sally, Sally Rooney's stuff even bigger and it's just like it's just so exciting I know it's so <laughs> so exciting and I feel so lucky to like be a part of something that you know like people resonate with so mm. much because like I think that's such a thing as particularly for our generation and in Ireland like that there, there's this kind of voice that we feel like is speaking to all of us it's like oh my god like she understands all the things that I can never articulate <laughs> oh, totally. in my head yes. you know and so it's so cool because I kind of I had that before I even did this you yes. know and so like it's so it's so cool like to to get to do that and I and I'll always be like so grateful and and like you know just in awe that I was even allowed to be a part of that is just I'm like, so jealous that you got to work with Jemima Kirk because I'm obsessed with her like so I watched girls I, the whole way through I think like four times and I like follow her on Instagram and she's just the most fascinating coolest gal I just like because I know you worked with a ton of like yeah. incredible people but her for me I'm like such a fan I'd say she's oh, just she's so great, great. <laughs> so great she's so f- 
funny and so like amazing to be around and she's also just an incredibly kind person Mm. like through the whole thing like she was just the most amazing person to work with and act with and like you know because I watch girls as well and so I was like oh my god (laughs) I was like oh my god it's Jessa um and stuff but um I I just loved working with her and it was so cool to see how all of the guys because I think when you read a story you have such a kind of kind of vivid idea of who those characters are or who you you imagine them to be Mm -hmm. and seeing like the three of them um like Joe and Sasha and Jemima step into those characters and bring them to life was like it, it, I like I just remember having this moment on set being like oh my god like that's them like that's that's like Melissa, Melissa Bobby and, and Nick and like it was just so amazing to learn from them and, and see their kind of mm-hmm. impulses and versions of those characters and, and when we kind of all came together um, you kind of realize that like that's it like that's the that's this the is story. it that's, you know and and so yeah but she's amazing so like, cool yeah, and so how cool. has the time been so when did you kind of finish up I presume you're totally done filming in that yeah. now yeah. yeah when when did you finish um, um wrap up with it yeah we finished um I think early October because we we went away for a while there's kind of a chunk where they go on holidays mm. um and so we kind of finished up there and then we did a a, a pickup um around in December in Dublin which was really lovely um, mm. and yeah and so it's it's done now and like I've seen a little bit of it which is <laughs> which is the most surreal experience of my life but wow. so exciting and um yeah so it's has, it's mad has it have you had like that bit of a kind of a come down from it you know because you obviously were working on it for so long and now there's the kind of time between it being finished but like it hasn't come out yet like is it has it been a quiet time for you or are you busy doing other projects at the moment yeah it's been like it's been lovely because I think because it was such a, a a long job and and you know we were all kind of in most days and stuff that um I was really happy that I didn't really have anything afterwards because mm. um, I I kind of I do really like quiet time and, and I think when I finished I wanted to move I'd been in Cork for a lot of lockdown and so I was ready to kind of come back to Dublin and actually live here so I moved in totally. with my friends um and kind of even reconnecting with them and stuff again like I have I'm kind of have a, a group of friends from um, school that um are just amazing and and I live with them now and and kind of spending time with them and then I've done like you know a short film here and there which has mm-hmm. been really lovely but it's all been pretty um kind of short days and and short little things yeah well um, you're on your way to superstardom now girl <laughs> <laughs> oh god oh it's so great I'm so delighted for you actually do you know what just chatting to you here now firstly you remind me so much of my friend Aideen (laughs) it's crazy just chatting to you but I actually I actually can see because I've read the book I'm like oh this is so right like this you are the right casting so I'm I, I can see it here now I can see it um, <laughs> should we move on to the next number because yes, it'll yes. take us so long to get through something <laughs> happens to me every time so what number would you like next Ooh. um maybe seven 
Number seven. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this one's a bit tricky. So, could you spell indictment? Now, it's the indictment that, like, when a person is indicted, they are given formal notice that it is believed that they have committed a crime. So, that indictment. Could you try attempt to spell <laughs> indictment? Oh, this is not my thing. I feel <laughs> like there's a C in there. You could be right. Give it a try. Like a silent C. Mm -hmm, <laughs> mm -hmm. You're, you're, you're definitely on something. If you get this right, that's actually amazing. I'll be so shocked. I'll be more shocked about this than I was. <laughs> um, the part. Uh, yeah. Okay. I N D I C T M E N T. No, 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 no. Yes. Wait, 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 wait. No, that's it. That's it. Actually, so shocked. Oh, I am so shocked. I was like, there's no way that anyone could get that because it's just so weird that there's a random C in it. That Why is amazing. Because you're a genius. No, you're a I'm genius, not. Allison. I really don't know how I knew that. Maybe I saw that word recently and, and Googled it because I didn't know what it meant. Now it's in my memory. Anyway, oh, my I'm God. Who is releasing the fail harder questions in advance? <laughs> They've been leaked. It's been leaked. <laughs> I'm so impressed with that because I've had different spellings that have been on, obviously, the podcast through the years now. And that one in particular, I was just like, I don't think anyone could get that because it's just so random that it's uh, D-I-C-T. It looks I'm like so indictment. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Congrats. Thank you. you did not fail. Oh, I'm delighted with myself. You should be. <laughs> Okay, so let's um, move on to the next number. What would you like next? Um, one. Number one. Okay. Have you any past failure that you look back on now and say, thank fuck that didn't work out? Um, oh my God. I come, okay. <laughs> when I was like 15, this is so embarrassing. Um, well, no, it's not embarrassing. It's just embarrassing that I did this and thought this would could be a future for me. Um, <laughs> X Factor came to Cork. <gasps> they had, you like, auditioned. They had they had like little auditions in the Cat Club in Cork, and I don't know what it was, but I was in this like I got a I started playing guitar when I was like twelve. And I had this whole like thing of like writing, you know, I used to actually write like music and like poems. And it was just like a, a part of my life that I wow. And but as in they were terrible, like they were so <laughs> bad, like they were like, <laughs> like I used to write songs being like, like, oh, yeah, you broke my heart. But like no one was breaking my heart. Like, <laughs> you know, like, like, like I, I was writing all this stuff that like wasn't happening to me. But I just wanted to be like the music that I really admired and stuff. Oh, God, I and love then, it. So that is I so think funny. Was, like, some odd stage that I was in. And I was like, do you know what? I'm going to audition for X Factor. Like it's come to Cork. It's meant to be. Mm -hmm. And I got my dad to drive me in and I went in and I sang um, A-Team by Ed Sheeran. And it was like 
shocking. Oh God. And, um, they were lovely. They were so kind. Um, but it it didn't go my way. And uh I'm so sorry. You know what? In a good way, it was kind of like <laughs> the end that kind of part of my life of thinking <laughs> like I would go on and be this like you know singer songwriter which I don't even know if I really wanted it was you know when you just kind of try out a couple of different avenues and you're Mm. like maybe I'll be this or maybe I'll be that kind of person oh totally Um, I went on um uh it's actually so (laughs) it was on RTE it was like a a street dance sort of I can't even remember the name of it because it was on like the kids one and it was like uh, kind of looking for like a hip hop crew and like I have done a bit of hip hop but like I am not a proper hip hop dancer like I'm not that good and I thought I was obviously unbelievable and I was like I'm definitely going to audition for this this is going to be great and obviously went in and you audition with loads of the dancers at the same time yeah. and they're all like proper break dancing like doing the coolest things and they're also like wearing like cool runners and hats and like I just looked like an absolute like freak and I obviously did get through you know they did the whole thing where they're like put people into two lines and they're like you know the line at the front is going home or whatever and I was in that line and I was like it feels it feels so massive when you're in it Mm. like when you're in it you're like this is the moment (laughs) I will remember for the rest of my life and then you look back as you say and you're like thank Jesus yeah you could have been in Little Mix was that the year of Little Mix or I could have you know or I could have gone on and everyone could have seen me make a big (laughs) Egypt myself and then you know it'd be so hard to recover as well because you can get very like people can get very like pigeonholed when they've been on those shows then for the rest of their career that's like oh well you know that's your one from the x factor like they were on the x factor what a weirdo (laughs) it's tough and i actually love the x factor like my mom i remember my mom my mom loves like um like she loves the voice she Mm. loves factor and then she also has recently really got into love island which is so funny because i've actually never watched love island all my friends watch it but i've never watched it but my you're mom missing like, out you're missing my out. mom's like ah you have to see it you have to see it <laughs> i'm like because <laughs> it's really funny she's a social worker and so she justifies it but she's like i'm just studying human beings oh we all have to justify it i went and into- i'm like no it's okay that you like it it's not even great it's like so I had never watched it before and I used to be like, I can't believe so many people watch this when there's so many good things on the telly or whatever. And then this or somewhere just gone. I watched the first and second episode for some reason, wherever I was. And uh, then I was hooked. Like I got hooked. I watched the entire thing like I the proper thing and I was like oh my god I absolutely love it like I hate it but I love it and I'm sucked in and now you know in a few months it's going to come back and I'm going to have to really make that decision to like not watch the start or it'll happen again that I'll get hooked because it's probably that thing that if you watch it from the start you kind of fall in love with the characters straight out or you have the character and you're sorry they're not even characters they're real people people. (laughs) 
you kind of are like, oh, I know. And then it's, and then you're just so invested in their life. You just want to see where it goes. So invested. I sometimes check like what they're doing and everything. Like I'm like, you know, we'll be like, oh, I wonder wonder, like what Millie's up to. And I'll like look her up. Like it's so bizarre because I used to be so nearly like a little bit judgmental, I think actually about like Love Island. And then I just... Yeah, I loved it. I I didn't miss. I did not miss an episode. Like, or if I did, I would like catch up on ITV Flair. <laughs> oh no, I get it. We all have those things, definitely. Oh, I get it. I, I used know. to be like that about Made in Chelsea. I was like, I never watched, I watched that it for years, mm. and it and it was so brilliant. And as well, my sister. I have two older sisters, and they both live in London. And I actually was at the point of obsession one time when, like, <laughs> I just went out to Chelsea and I just walked around because there's all these scenes where they bump into each other on the corner of a road. Oh, really? <laughs> and I, like, would just walk around. And, like, I remember I went once with my friend and we, like, made this, like, video where we just, like, kept bumping into each other and pretending to be the characters and stuff. Like, that was the level <laughs> of, like, you know, that. <laughs> And then I was like, I need to move on. Like, I really want to have met you when you were like 15. You sounded like you were a legend. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Living your best life, standing on the corner in Chelsea. Oh, Would you actually, are you kind of thinking, you know, the, the classic sort of Irish actor moves to London thing? Or are you quite happy staying in Ireland for the for the time being yeah I actually funnily enough only in the last like month or two I'm really considering going to London but maybe not till like um maybe not till like September or something but mm. but um a couple of my like closest friends from drama school and stuff like we're all still in Ireland but we all kind of collectively have that feeling of like okay we want to kind of mm. flee the nest now and and go somewhere else um so if I do go over I think we'll all kind of move in together um oh, but great. like yeah and I'll I'm meet you for like, a drink <laughs> I would love that let's do it new city, you're like you you have to like you know, I feel like in Dublin, even when I came up here, you're, you're kind of finding your tribe. Like you're kind of like, oh, who are my, you know, totally. in, in a new city and stuff. So if I go, I'll just be like, hi. Yes, come in. hundred percent. Like when I moved over, I did that like all the time at the start. You know, even you might have met yeah. somebody like randomly once at a party or like a friend of a friend that's almost like, oh, they're really yeah. nice. Like definitely get in touch with them. Like I did so much of that at the start and I actually loved doing that. I had a really fun time, like just meeting new people and like it was actually really exciting. Now I've kind of come to the point where a bit like you kind of become comfortable and you're like less reaching out to like random people because you're like oh well I know lots of people here now as well yeah, but yeah. it's such a, like it's such a great thing to do to even just to move to a new place in a new country yeah. like, I know it's not a million miles away but that kind of thing of like yeah just meeting up with new people and making new friends is very exciting did you move over with friends from home or did you mm. kind of go over on your own I moved over with my boyfriend just before the pandemic, which I've told this story on the podcast many times, but it was like just before the um, the pandemic kicked off, it was like terrible timing, obviously. So then we ended up going back home for six months right. and then we came yeah. back, um, which was, you know, a story that I'll tell for a long time because we got like, we had a lease signed and all those things, you know, oh. so we were really like stuck, but I'm really, really glad that we came back now because it would be such a shame to just kind of give it up because of all of that. Exactly. Yeah. Anyways, I've been getting sidetracked again. We shall 
probably move on to the next question. Yes. <laughs> what number would you like next? Um, 17. Okay, number 17. Oh, okay. This is... <laughs> uh what about the kardashians let's see how this one goes okay so put the following six kardashian jenners in order of age from oldest to youngest chloe kylie rob courtney kendall and kim okay am i sorry am i starting oldest oldest yeah okay i should know this um I asked my boyfriend this and he was like, I've never even heard of most of these. I was like, come on. Oh my God. I think we used to watch this all the time when we were younger, me and my sisters. Um, Courtney. Mm -hmm. Kim. Yep. Rob. No. No. What? Chloe Rob? Yes, Chloe Rob. Okay. Oh, damn it. Okay, so Courtney, Kim, Chloe Rob and... Kendall Kylie. Yes. I'm really chuffed with myself. Like really chuffed. No, you're doing great. I'm, I'm... I was the most nervous for. <laughs> well, I have to get one in there now that you don't pass or get very like these have been a total success. I'm enjoying the um, reality TV theme that we have. Yeah, right this I know. I, I know. <laughs> I actually don't even watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians, but like you wouldn't know who they are. And I asked Thomas this question and he was like, I don't even know like who most of those people are apart from Kim. I was like, how? Like, do you not live on this planet? They're just, even if you don't want to know them, they're just kind of in your face. Do you they're I mean? just a part of, yeah. I did actually watch it a lot. Like, um, like I watched a couple of seasons um, on E! When we like when I used to watch telly and stuff after school, like I'd always watch them. But I haven't watched it in the last couple of years. But they fin it's finished now, isn't it? I like think they, so. Or right, maybe it is finishing. I'm not 100 percent sure. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Next number. Um, four. Number four. Okay. What failure do you fear the most? Um. I think mainly probably like failing people I love and um, I think would be the biggest fear because I I guess I would fear that I would um lose them or um uh or just not even actually losing them just just the the pain of hurting someone I think that mm. really scares me and I think like you know obviously humans make errors and we of course hurt people without meaning to sometimes and stuff but I think like really failing people or or kind of actually a big fear of failures is, is um not learning from my failures sometimes mm -hmm. I think I've been in situations where I kind of clock myself making the same mistake again and again mm -hmm. and then I kind of have to be like is this you know um can I can I call this a failure if I keep if I keep doing it and and kind of maybe a fear of of not being able to to change a certain thing um so probably a mixture of of those two um I would say very mm, interesting I think there's like sometimes that though so I wonder because I'm quite similar to you like it does a kind of 
hold you back a little bit do you know what i mean kind of the fear um you know you're kind of like of letting somebody down and you know sometimes and then you feel a bit sort of um i don't know like maybe you can't really say what you mean or trying to be like a good person all the time does it kind of do you feel like sometimes that holds you back a little bit um Probably, like, it probably does. I think that, like, you know, I guess in, in a way we all try to approach life as as kind people or good people. And I think um, I think it probably matters a lot to me, um, you know, mm. my friends and my family or, or, or just people I meet. Like, I always want to, you know, um, give people a pleasant experience yes, or, yeah. like, you know. Um, I'd, I'd never want to, you know, ever make anyone uncomfortable or ever, mm. you know, be rude or anything like that. Um, but totally, like, as you say, sometimes that can come as like a, that kind of pays its price sometimes too, because. Yeah, like, do you f- I find that. Then yeah, totally. I like, sorry to interrupt you. I was just about to oh, say that like, sometimes I find um, that I can ha- like overthink a situation then after or be like oh yeah. maybe I shouldn't have said that or I should have like said that in a nice totally. way or, and then I have to I, I'm kind of learning now to kind of s- stop that because sometimes I get too bogged down with like mm-hmm. trying to be friends with everybody and like yeah. be really nice and then sometimes I'm like okay like okay whatever it's not the end of the world if someone isn't your best friend and Mm. and I think a lot of that comes with like growing up as well like you know when you're in school and stuff it's like I've like you kind of everyone's your friend or everyone you know and and as you get older it's kind of like your 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 group kind of like gets smaller or you kind of have um really close relationships with some people and and as you naturally do like drift from others and and Mm. that's just the way of life that's just the way I think things move um but I think like sometimes there's a thing I I think I sometimes do of like you know um apologizing for myself or like trying mm. to 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 make other people comfortable or something like yeah. to to maybe alter myself to yeah to to kind of don't really know how to describe yeah, it. Yeah, no, I totally yeah. get what you mean. I totally, mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm like very tuned into what you're saying because yeah. it's like kind of, yeah, like I will go above and beyond so that the person that I'm with feels comfortable being around me, even if that's like drains my energy or like I, I have that same sort of thing where I'm like, oh, if they're kind of happy in my presence, then that's okay, and I'll like kind of yeah go above and beyond or maybe like alter a little bit so that they'll feel yeah. better kind of being around me and and sometimes it's like that can be exhausting too do you know yeah I think a lot of that as well as for me anyway I think a self-esteem thing and mm. like that I think when I think about sometimes um even things like you know your relationship to yourself to to other people I think like I would be much quicker forgiving other people say if I if I was let down but mm. if I let someone down I would just beat myself up over it for so much longer and kind yeah. of um and I think that like the more that I grow up the more I kind of I'm trying to learn to value 
myself a little bit more in terms of like my relationships because I think you can kind of there with that fear of kind of maybe not fitting in or or um not being accepted you can like as you say sometimes um do things to try and to try and fit in or be, or be accepted mm. or, or put other people at ease and then you kind of come home feeling a little bit like you've done yourself a disservice because totally. you are true to yourself and and I'm still very much like figuring out who I am mm. um, I used to always like say that I've I found once I kind of went to college and and got into my 20s like you go through puberty when you're like you know however 12 13 14 15 or whatever and then when you kind of go into your 20s you go through like a psychological puberty oh totally everything you kind of thought you knew kind of um restarts in a way and you kind of have to at least for me anyway kind of refine myself and um what actually matters to me or or my I guess who I feel like I am in in Mm. the world um and that can be like very um daunting as well to feel that way do you know yeah yeah yeah, I guess so it's 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 a funny one because it's like sometimes and those things as well are so fleeting sometimes Mm. for me I can really feel that and then other times I'm like I'm grand (laughs) I'm fine (laughs) you know so it's it's like life is so odd in that way where big and existential when you're in them and then something you know lovely can happen and then you're like oh I'm grand yeah so cool um, to be like that though like just to hear you speaking that you know that you're very aware that you're like yeah I'm still like trying to find like different parts of myself and figuring things out and that's actually like I feel like that's a really good headspace to be in because then you're really open to the world a little bit you know and you're you know sometimes when we kind of say this because I've definitely done this been like this is who I am like this is what you know and then when that kind of like the rug gets pulled from one day and you're you're like oh god I don't know if I actually think that or um you're kind of like oh I I was so sure you know they're like two weeks ago or whatever um but where the way you're speaking about just like figuring it out and kind of being open to it I think sounds like a very like zen like mindful headspace to be in you I mean I think a lot of that is learned though like a lot of that I think it comes from being the opposite oh really yeah (laughs) like I think when I was like a teenager and stuff I was very like you know Mm. thought I knew who I was and blah blah blah. and I think I think we all go through different stages of of like feeling really self-assured and then feeling Mm. kind of a little bit lost and because I feel like I felt a lot of that already in my life I guess maybe I'm trying to be more in a place of like um openness with it and that like it's okay to like feel a little bit messy and like mm. be a little bit confused and, totally. and I think if you're surrounded by which I luckily really feel like I am surrounded by really kind of loving and kind friends and and people then you know they'll love you every which way even if yeah. you're being like a weirdo and, <laughs> and like you know being all like a sulky in your room like everyone will be like ah you know should we find a time it should be grand yeah (laughs) do you see yourself um on this like you know acting path now you know are you kind of for you are you kind of like yes this is it you know is that where you are with that or do you think that you could see yourself veering into other things I think definitely for now yes Mm. like I love it so much and in many ways I still 
feel like a you know I'm still very much starting out like I've only kind of done one job and so I, I think I have a lot to learn and, mm. and I think um, and I and I can't wait to learn it like a, a big thing about what I love about your podcast is like you know so much of the things we learn or, or like the key to kind of getting to the places that maybe you want to get to is through failure and and, and kind of learning from your mistakes and and kind of going going there to know okay it's not that it's not that and and mm. um I think acting's always been something that I went to because I I couldn't do other things if that makes sense and then when I came to acting I realized like oh actually it's not just because I can't do things actually I I I think I'm I'm able to do this and, mm. and like I really wasn't very academic in school and and I think it's funny because at that time that feels like a failure and that like at the time when I was in school when I was in primary school and secondary school I think I felt a lot of the time that you know because I was literally failing tests and mm. stuff that, that that's a, a bad thing or that I would feel kind of inferior in some way and I think I I think I definitely tried to because I was always really like you know chatty and giddy and stuff in school that I think I tried to like own that a little bit and be like oh well you know like I like kind of be okay with the fact that I don't really well because you know I'm going to find something else and so when I kind of came to acting it's it's only now like because I I kind of would be like yeah I'm not you know I'm not academic and stuff but actually like school is only one avenue and it's it's one system of learning um, totally, and yeah. sometimes it can be you know you can kind of believe oh I'm not intelligent if I can't do this yeah. way um whereas I think I'm only now kind of on the other side of it, maybe coming through college and, and going into like an industry, like I have maybe a different form of intelligence of like, yeah. you know, like I would, I was in college and I was like, well, maybe I'm emotionally intelligent. And then I started to realize actually, no, I, I know things about things yeah. that I care about, like, like about, um, like, uh, you know different kind how of... to spell indictment <laughs> <laughs> exactly I mean once I knew that I could spell that I was like I'm winning I, I've cracked the gold um, um exactly that's it but Sorry, yeah, I totally ruin your train of thought there with no stupid not joke. at all so I'm glad you said it um but yeah, it's it's just it's an interesting thing I think when you think about school and, and, mm. and but where did I even come from that at? You're just mm. saying that you that you um realized that you did know things, you know, that like actually when you were out of school that it wasn't, you know, yeah. that you were kind of realizing that, you know, you knew things that you cared about. It's yeah. what you're saying is very true and so many people and so many people who've been on this podcast cuz like a lot of the people most of the people are creatives um, mm. that I've had on and kind of uh, have had quite a similar journey where like the school system has almost failed them in a way, which is quite sad. But like we go through yeah these things and we go through these systems and if you try and break away from that, it, it feels like really scary, but it's actually OK to do. And it's probably the right thing to do that if you don't kind of fit into the mold and um, even like 
even for me since graduating like you know I did uh acting or whatever but like I've kind of that journey after that has been so like interesting you know because I thought it was going to take yeah. one line and now I produce and do other things like um mm. and you know you just you you kind of think that you whatever system you're in even if it's like oh, I'm going to do acting training you see kind of a certain like there's like a line but actually like life kind of just throws loads of random things at you and um you kind of nearly have to follow that my friend says sorry I'll stop talking now in a second but oh please. my friend Tom Moran <laughs> who you might know, he's an actor in Dublin. Um, he always says that he heard someone say before, follow the dream that's following you. And I think that that's like such a, yeah. like, you know, like what, like lean into kind of what is being given to you and what you're good at. And, you know, instead of trying to like go in the opposite direction, um, I really like that. That's amazing. I really I, like that. There's my words of wisdom for the day. <laughs> I think we have time for one last question. I think the last one I actually asked you the wrong number, but anyways, um, what number would you like? I'll go for 20. Number 20. What is ve sorry, what is vehophobia a fear of? Ah, no. (laughs) (laughs) No, come on. No, vehophobia. I'm probably even saying it wrong. Um, Vehophobia. Like, I I don't know, so I'm going to have a funny guess. Go on. Um, Vehophobia. The The fear of clothes. (laughs) The fear of what? Clothes? No, I'm so glad you got this wrong. (laughs) (laughs) We just need to know where that came from. Um, it's the fear of driving. What? This is like vehicle. Ve-ha. Ve- oh my Vio- god! Oh my god! No, I've said it wrong. I have failed. Oh no! Veophobia. We- Wait. Ve- uh, no, that's fine. It's not. That's not too off. Ve- ve- v. I'm it's just fine. saying veha. Oh my god! That's Listen, so I wouldn't have thought that. So it's grand. That is actually so embarrassing. Oh, oh, I, may no. ha- I may have no. to edit this out. We're, no, 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 we're in it together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good God. Um, my friend Tom Moran, actually, because this is coming out, obviously, as a bonus episode to the last season. And yes. then I'm also going to do an episode where he's going to ask me the questions because just because I ask so many people such like personal questions, you know, sometimes when people are ending a podcast, they do that. So I feel like I probably should. But um, I'm like... The quiz questions i feel like it's going to be just a disaster <laughs> like, i never i, I can't, can't even, I can't even say my own question <laughs> let alone answer them but thank you so much allison oh thank you so much for having me on thank you I've been, so I love, I've been love chatting to you i just kind of don't want to go <laughs> i know likewise and congratulations like on such an amazing podcast because i know you're finishing this now aren't you like this is yeah. your last yeah yeah like, what an incredible like achievement and such an amazing like premise for uh, like I listened to a lot of yours before I I did this and like I just think it's such a positive way to speak about these things that everyone goes through all the time Mm. so like thank you so much for doing oh that's so nice (laughs) yeah you're great you're great great. (laughs) thank you for listening to this episode of fail harder i really hope you enjoyed it 
If you like the podcast, it would be so helpful if you could subscribe to it, rate and review it, share it on social media or with a friend. One or all of these things is so appreciated. Thank you. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.